Welcome to the Pool Nation podcast, where it's all pool talk. And we ain't talking about netting and jetting or splashing and dashing. We're talking about becoming a nation of pool pros. We talk about the latest products, trends, and training in the pool industry. Now let's welcome your host with over a decade of industry insider experience and still the reigning champion of Marco Polo, Edgar De Jesus, and his co-host, John J.J. Flawless, the fastest netter in the West, and Zach the Pool Boy Nicholas. Welcome, everyone, to the Pool Nation Live podcast with myself, your host, Edgar DeJesus. And yes, I am the reigning champion of Marco Polo, along with John J.J. Flawless, the fastest netter in the West, and the famous Zach, the pool boy, Nicholas. Today, we talk to Michael Bluff from Mike's Pool Service out in California. We talk about his journey in the pool industry and how he has grown his pool service company in these crazy times. I want to welcome everyone to our live podcast, the podcast where it's all pool talk. And we talking about netting and jetting or splashing and dashing. We're talking about becoming a nation of pool pros. And yes, we will talk about the latest products, trends, and training in the pool industry. But before we get started today, I want to thank our sponsors for this podcast, Ultimate Pool Tools, the SPPA, Pool Invoice, and Blu-ray XL. We want to thank them for their continued support. Zach, good morning. Good morning, everybody. Apologies for being late today. Completely my fault. I forgot we moved the time forward, so I thought I'd be clever and sneak in a workout. So I was on my way home, pounded my pre-workout, which is like this super intense uh, 350 milligrams caffeine, makes y'all tingly and stuff. And I get in the gym and I'm on my third set of shoulder presses, just getting into it. And I get the text, where are you? Are you coming on? And I'm like, oh no. So I just flew right in here, sat down and turned it on. So apologies. It's all good. You know, it's funny that you say tingly because right before we jumped onto the podcast, we're just kind of all sitting here and you were talking about, oh, how you were feeling tingly and stuff like that. And then your camera dropped and you had to restart your camera. And John was like, I don't need a pre-workout to feel tingly. I just need to look at mama and I feel all tingly. And that's what I need for my workout. And I'm like, John, dude, it's like seven o'clock in the morning. Your time, we're already at this. He goes, it's all I need, baby. I just need that little tingly. It's, it's role play Friday. So we're all good. It is. And John, good morning. Good morning. <laughs> Did we send the email out to everybody? Yes, we just sent it out right now to everybody out there. I'm getting messages, getting yelled at. Here we go. So I got Gary on here. Big shout out to you, Gary. Jeanette is on here. First response. Good morning out there to all you guys. I'm sure some of the people are going to be jumping on a little bit late because we changed the time of the podcast. So, John, I'll let you explain why we changed the time of the podcast. Well, first, I want to kind of tap into what I want to build a story around and kind of paint a picture for those that aren't watching the podcast right now. First of all, 350 milligrams, dude, come on, bro. Dude, I drink that that much caffeine before I go to sleep. All right. Man up. <laughs> 350 milligrams of, of caffeine. What the hell's that? Right? That's, a, that's one rock star or a five hour. Jesus. Second of all, for those of you that couldn't watch, before we went live, you know, Zach said that he was uh, working out. I can attest to that. He was working out because when he first jumped on camera, he had his shirt off and he had like his leotard on because I guess he has like a, a some kind of workout 
outfit that he wears. You know, remember the WWF wrestlers from like back in the eighties for those, right? He looked like the ultimate warrior. <laughs> he had those little tassels. And I mean, I'm a little thrown off right now. I never thought I'd see Zach in that way ever. So uh, Zach, thank you for, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry for interrupting your, your little themed workout this morning <laughs> that you were doing, but I, I, some I'm never going to be able to unsee. <laughs> Well, the interesting thing is, I don't know if you guys saw, but Mike in the background, as soon as he saw him in that, he started going like this, like, kind of a little, you know, we were just kind of like, whoa, let's slow it down there, Mike. What's going on? I'm just trying to figure out what's going on. I'm missing the boat here. You and I, Edgar, because everybody, Mike, before we went live, because, you know, we do our little pre-check thing, Mike's talking. He probably said that he goes, works out in the gym every morning, like, you know. I'm always up way before this. I'm out in the gym, you know, pumping iron and shit. And then you got Zach going, oh, I was at the gym. I'm like, what the fuck was I? I'm in the garage smoking a cigarette, drinking coffee, right? Since <laughs> like 5.30 in the morning. You know, and he's like, oh, yeah, I'm hitting the gym and doing this, doing shoulder presses. And I'm all pumped on pre-workout. And I'm like, holy shit. So what were you doing this morning, Edgar, at 6 o'clock? Well, 6 o'clock my time. Six o'clock your time, barely getting up, trying to get the kids off to school with one cup of coffee on one hand, another cup of coffee on the other hand, trying to wake up. So, and these guys are all working out, doing, what were you doing, Zach? Shoulder presses? I think he was. Shoulders today. It looked like he was trying out for, for vintage wrestling or something like that. I can't remember. <laughs> that was unbelievable, dude. <laughs> The sad thing is, is back in the day, I did uh, compete in powerlifting and you have to wear a singlet and it was really like the most awkward thing ever. The picture's out there somewhere. Anyways, Mike, good morning. How you doing? Good morning. Doing well. Seems like me and Edgar can only be the ones on time today, so we're doing well. You know, Mike, it's a shit show. What did I tell you? I got to, you know, corral these guys up. Just, to, I, I mean, think about it, Mike. What did I tell you in the, when you and I first jumped on? I said, somebody's going to send me a message going, where's the link? Yeah. Even though I sent it, I said, one of the two is going to go, where's the link? And it wasn't John. And I was surprised. And then all of a sudden, Zach sends me a tech. Where's the link? And I'm like, here we go. <laughs> but you know what? It's all good because it's been really weird to kind of change our our time in the morning to do it. And it's like, just it feels a little bit off. But hey, it's all my fault. Let's do our thing and have a good time. A lot of the reasons why we're changing is John obviously is moved his Saturday pools to now Friday. So we kind of try to get it out earlier so he can get out and get those pools out there done a little bit earlier. So. Anyways, Mike, thank you for coming on. I know it's early your time, so we definitely appreciate that. Can't wait to kind of jump in and hear your story. No worries. Thanks for having me. Anytime. Let me get some housekeeping notes here out of the way. So a couple different things. Guys, we've got a couple more questions we have to answer that were sent into Pool Nation, so we'll kind of hit those on Wednesday. But for all of you out there that have questions, go to poolnation.com. And there is a big button at the top that says submit questions. You can click on there. You can submit your questions. And it doesn't matter what it is. It could be service. It could be repairs. It could be business, whatever it is. Go on there, submit that question from there, and then we'll use those and answer your question. The other thing is that we've opened a merch store. So you can also go to poolnation.com. There's a big, huge button that says merch store on there. Click on there. I do apologize. When I set it up the first time, it was only showing like 18 products the way that the settings were displayed. Now we've got it all worked out and there's like over 50 different items on there. So you guys can check them out. 
if you do purchase something, make sure that you tag us on Instagram so that we can definitely reshare that. And the other thing is this week's shout out goes to Robert from Sky Blue Pools. Big shout out for you, Robert. He's my type of pool pro guys. He's, he's the one that drives with a hammerhead or a riptide on one side and then the cart with the reel on the other side. So big shout out to you out there, Robert. Before we get started, Zach, John, I wanted to talk really quick and I wanted to just just a couple minutes. I wanted to talk about the latest price increases that were hit this week. And Zach, on our last podcast, you actually brought it up and said that we needed to keep an eye out on freight and gas charges. And I don't know if they were listening to you, Zach, and they were just kind of waiting for you to say something. But as soon as you said something, boom, the letters went out. So Pentair hit at 7%, Fluidra at 5.5. And I think there's a lot of companies that are going to follow. I got a couple calls this week with regards to some price increases. And it looks like everybody's getting hit with those fees. So guess what? They're going to be passed on to us. And kind of like John has talked about in the past, that's 7% for them. That goes to distribution. Distribution gets it at 7%, increases it to whatever, 10 12%, 14%, 20%, whatever it is. And that gets passed on to us. So Zach, I really kind of think that they were just listening to you. Yeah. I mean, it started happening and I hope everyone is making sure that they're accounting for these different charges we're starting to see and these continued increases. And, you know, when we started this year, I was thinking, can it really continue like this? And it something has to change. And we've talked about the future for a while now, and I just didn't want to believe it, but here we are headed into summer and it's happening as we thought it would. So just Everyone stay on top of it. Make sure you're changing as needed and accounting for all of that. Now, the question will be, John, do you think that that will follow next with regards to chems and stuff like that? I'd be a fool to say no, that I wouldn't think that it would follow. Of course, it's something's going to happen. We're going to see increases. And if one manufacturer does it, then there's going to be multiples that follow suit. That's kind of usually how it works. And again, we've been talking about this for two years. And we're seeing it all play out just like we talked about. And is there going to be an end in sight? I hope so soon. We're going to continue to see price increases every year. And that's just business. It's just the frequency and the amount of increases is what's so different these past couple of years. And to tag on to what Zach was saying, you know, we've all, we all sat there at the beginning and, and thought, hey, is it sustainable? Can, is this, can we just, just keep happening over and over again? And and the truth is, here we are, we're living proof. Yes, it is sustainable. And yes, they're continuing to do it. And yes, nothing has changed, right? We're, we're still chugging along. What's important is that hopefully now we're more equipped as business owners to be able to offset these increases by passing them on to the end user who is our client. And if done respectively and done tactively, and it shouldn't be an issue for anybody because it's not like it's unexpected because we see prices increasing everywhere. Yeah. So I think that's the big one for a lot of the pool pros there to keep an eye out. And John and I have talked about this, and that is that when it comes to equipment, you know, we kind of go off and we quote based on the price that we pay for that product. So as that changes, it's a little bit easier to pass that on to the customers. What I do recommend for all the pool pros out there really kind of keep an eye out on the chemical prices. I know that out here in Dallas, I've been talking to one of the pool pros and one week he paid $200 for a bucket of Cal Hypo. It went to 235 the next week. This week he paid $277. So we're talking in a two week span, that bucket has gone up $77. 
So we're just getting started into the summertime. So I really recommend for all the pool pros out there, keep an eye out there, know those numbers because it's coming. And I think moving forward, we're going to see a trend, especially from the three manufacturers, because the three manufacturers are publicly traded companies. And so they're on a different playing field than the private companies. The private companies can probably absorb some of that cost. But when you have shareholders and you have to respond to those shareholders and those numbers that you have, it becomes very difficult for you to eat that cost. So I think moving forward, it'll be very, very similar pattern where we see those price increases. And then what happens is the manufacturers will be more obligated to than some of the other companies. So hopefully some of the other companies can kind of fight it off. But anyways, things to keep an eye out. We will talk soon about the economy, about kind of what we're seeing. Obviously, interest rates really affect our industry because what's happening is you know, people are being able to refi, people are being able to get money out. And we were, what, two and a half percent, John, like 2%, 2.35%. And now we're up to 5%. And there's talk that in two months, we're going to be at 9% interest rate. And that what that means is, in order for those people to borrow money, it's going to cost them a lot more to build that pool, because it's going to cost a lot more to borrow that money. So the concern is, at that point, how much does that start to slow down the build? Again, the service side of the industry really is not affected because obviously pools still need to be clean and still need to be, you know, all that. So, you know, kind of what do we see? Well, maybe we see that we're on this complete craze of overbuilds and all that kind of stuff and that we'll, we'll still be very busy, right? Because stuff is in the pipeline, people are building pools, but at least that pressure from the craziness might come down. So we'll talk about that out there. Gary over here is saying somewhere around 2.30 at SCP. And by the way, Mike, I got first response out here. Mike's Instagram story yesterday about a previous customer had me giggling. So we'll have to check and see what that one was. So Maria, big shout out to you. What was that, Mike? What was that story? So I don't get rid of any text message ever, like no matter what the customer, even if it's just like wanting a quote. So COVID happened March of 2020 and everyone was kind of thinking the world was going to end. Right. And so we weren't sure if we were supposed to be working. I had employees at the time. We're all kind of like, all right, let's just send out a letter. Let's do chem stops for two weeks, see what we're doing. And then we'll go ahead and be on our way. So, you know, we did that for about two weeks and then she messages us like, Oh, we're so unsatisfied with the service. We're going to cancel blah, 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 blah. So she messages me yesterday and she's like, I want to quote. I told her, are you at this address? She said, yeah. I said, oh, you fired us March of 2020 with like a smiling emoji. And then I just screenshotted the text because she's like, oh, sorry, I don't remember. And I just screenshot the text and I politely said, we are no longer interested in your business. And then I just left it at that. And she's like, oh, thanks for your response. But, you know, she got what she deserved. You guys think I'm an asshole, right? You're the one who told me to send that message. (laughs) I'm kidding. (laughs) Oh, man. That's crazy. All right, Mike, let's get this party started because as usual, John has been sitting here talking for the last 20 minutes and we haven't even gotten started on this part of the podcast. So let's get this party started. We won't say that Zach was late because he was at the gym. We won't talk about that. So Mike, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got started into the pool industry. So, I mean, this could be a three hour conversation, but long story short, I worked for my dad from in his manufacturing facility since I was 14 years old. And we worked four tens. So I always had Friday and Saturday off. And I was, you know, just moving out with my girlfriend at the time. Well, she ended up getting pregnant pretty quickly after moving out. And so 
my back's against the wall, right? I can't, I'm doing the task at my dad's place. I'm trying to ask him for more money. He's one of those guys that's like pretty tough love, kind of like you're going to earn your way, which I completely understand now. And so I had Friday, Saturday off and I was, I got a job with a friend that was doing concrete. So here I am, Mr. Six, four guy working around a lot of guys. I don't, I can't speak to because they're all speaking Spanish and they're just telling me tie all these rebar. So I have a whole box of rebar and pliers and I'm tying rebar from like 4 a.m. to two or three in the afternoon when we're pouring slabs out in Irvine and stuff like that. And so this had to be a cash deal because I didn't want it under taxes and 1099. It was only two days a week. So my first day I'm like, dude, I work super hard. I'm going to get paid. He gave me 80 bucks, you know, and I'm like, are you kidding me? So Anyways, that happened for a little while and then we were going to get married and we were doing like kind of a budgeted wedding. So I had a friend that I was going to get married at his house in in Riverside and he's a retired guy that worked at the phone company and he's like, oh, I just do pools on the side for beer money. And I'm like, what's beer money? He's like, oh, like two grand a month. I'm like, well, how many days a week do you work for two grand a month? I'm thinking, okay, maybe four. He's retired, you know? And so he was like, oh, couple hours, like two or three days a week. And at the time I'm making what, $400, $500 extra a month working two days a week, every weekend. And so, you know, rode with him and was like, we only did like five pools. And he's like, I'm kind of done for the day. I'm like, we're only out here for like an hour and a half, two hours, you know? And so I just ball was turning and I was like, can I pay you to help me out and teach me this? And I went home like after like a month of riding with him because I quit my concrete job. I went on Amazon. I opened up a credit card and I think I spent like 800 bucks on Amazon getting like a Home Depot pole and like some super janky net and went down to the pool store, paid like full retail price for chlorine and acid and passed out a bunch of flyers and we were off to the races. How many pools do you currently service? We service 365 a week right now. And I started that, that story was from 2018 because we got married in 2017. So I trained for a little bit and then I had to pass out flyers and getting your first customer is kind of tough, <laughs> you know, and you don't know anyone, no one knows what you do. So you start, what is it? 360, 363, did you say? Yeah, we do 363 stops a week, like 63 to 65, depending on the commercials that week. You know, sometimes you're doing a couple and sometimes they're skipping and whatnot, but yeah, we have like. 320 total customers and like 360 stops a week. The best thing about this story is that you meet this friend who's doing it for beer money and now you're trying to take over the world and it's no longer about beer money anymore. He always teases me. He's like, I thought you only wanted 20 pools. I thought you only wanted 30 pools. And I'm just a really, I feel like I'm really driven, ambitious, like, hustler trying to get after it. I'm young. And this was all just part-time at the time. So I was like, well, whatever, we'll just see how this goes. And then the phone kept ringing. Another thing that I did when I first started out is I had Google, everyone's got Google maps on their phone. Well, I got door hangers printed with what we do and the price. And I, I was cheap at the time, just trying to get customers. I would walk down the neighborhood that I wanted a service on my phone and I put it on satellite view. And if they had a pool in their backyard, they got a door hanger. Because at the time, I couldn't afford to just pass out door hangers to everybody, you know? So that's, you know, it's funny. Just rolled, I, I we, we've never talked about this, Mike and I, but I did the same shit dude, when I first started. I remember I printed out these 
pretty little postcards, there's little flyers, something like that. And I would walk around the neighborhood and I dropped some off to homes that had pools. I did the same exact shit on my phone, looking to see which ones yeah. had pools. And I dropped them off. True story. I, I don't think I received one phone call from my first attempt of marketing. I failed miserably, but we never talked about that before. And it's funny to see that we both did the same exact thing. Yeah. I passed out like 70 the first day and I got a call and I'm sitting there with my wife. I'm like, holy crap. And I'm not kidding you guys. I walked in the backyard and the pool was green. So I don't even know how to do the drops yet. You know, like DPD or (laughs) test strips. I don't know about any of this. And no joke, dude, I was sweating, like almost shaking and telling the guy like, yeah, we'll do the pool for like 80 bucks a month. But you know, it's going to be like, it's going to be like 55 $55 $55 to fix this, you know, for the green to clean. I didn't, I didn't know anybody. I'm just getting started. Seriously. I was, I was green as it could be super naive. Just not anything. I spent like 95 bucks at the store that day buying shock. And I called that guy, Scott and was like, what do I do? He's like, go put eight gallons in that thing. He doesn't, I mean, he just does pulls on the side too. He's not like invested like we are, you know? And so he's like, just put eight gallons and see what happens. And I went back the next day and it was clear. And I was like, well, how do you clean this filter? He's like, oh, I'll, I'll come out next week and we'll clean it together. And it was just a freaking mess, man. But that's it. That's how I got started, really. That's awesome. Did you keep handing out the, the door hangers after that? Yeah, I did that for like a year. And I probably picked up like 40 or 50 customers from it. All cheap as hell, like barely making any money. I was buying chems at full retail and servicing these pools for like 80 bucks a month before I partnered up with like a pool store. But Look, my it, first phone it was a call, mess. my first phone call, I don't want to get off track, but it was for a repair job and I knew nothing. I mean, I knew what I knew from just studying and learning and, and researching, you know me, Mike, and I'm doing everything I possibly can, but it's one thing to be like book smart or to have some kind of knowledge from like reading. And it's another thing, applying it in the real world or to find that exact pad or equipment set. And to be able to replicate what you saw in a video or what you read in a real life situation is next to impossible. So mine was a repair. And I remember I went out there and I had no idea what I was doing, but I, I made my way through it. And that guy- There's no worse feeling though. Oh God, it, dude, I hate uh, it. There's no worse feeling as I, like standing there in the customer and you being like completely lost and in your mind thinking, what am I going to make up to make this sound good? You know, it's bad because me personally, as a person, I hate being in a situation that I'm not aware of, or I hate being asked a question that I don't have an answer to. That's just my personality, how I am. And I hate feeling incompetent. That's not what I want, but I'm a great salesman and I can talk a good talk and I can work my way through it. And I think that's kind of what saved me at the beginning. And this is what I think we forget, especially when you first start out is that even though you're new and fresh and you don't have the answers to something, chances are you know a thousand times more than the customer talking to you or asking you that question, even though you're so green. What's important is that you're very honest, but that you come up with the solution and you go find out what you need to do. We tend to put ourselves in a tough predicament sometimes, like Mike, he went out there and saw the green pool and said, yeah, sure, I'll fix this for 50 bucks. And I remember me, the same thing too, when I went out there, yeah, I'll go out there. And I think it was like $50. I didn't even charge for service call, but I think I spent like six hours 
fixing. And I'm trying to remember exactly what it was again, but six hours fixing something. And I think I only charged like $75 or 50 bucks for it, right? It's a journey. And it's funny, actually, that I don't really reminisce that much. But hearing Mike talk about that and kind of going back at my first customer, and I'm not trying to take the spotlight away from you here, but the first customer I acquired, I was at their house seven days a week. And, you know, they assumed they were hiring a company, right? That Wait, that, what? Seven, dude, I was seven, seven times? Well, yeah, I had my first, I had a pool that I could actually play around with, <laughs> right? And these guys were like, these guys were like, what the hell? like, damn, John, you got some great service. Your company's top notch, right? And I'm there every learning and trying, doing this and doing that. And they're like, damn, he's really taking care of this pool, right? But I still have them all these years later. I still have that client. And they're, and they're almost to the point where they're like, how on earth does it make sense for you to be here every single day? But anyways, yeah, it's funny shit. Now, Mike, how many pools? So you're at 320, 363 stops. How big do you want to grow? How many pools do you want to service? I don't know. How long do you want to live? That's where I'm going. I'm going to do everything in my power to keep growing and Hopefully I get a call from a private equity one day and I can go hang out on the beach somewhere. But ultimately I'd like to give back and start coaching guys or, or stuff like that because I've been through the struggle. I didn't have a plan B. It was always my plan A from the beginning. And when your back's against the wall, you make shit happen, period. So I, I don't know. I, there's no end in sight. I'm still pretty new to this. I started in 2018. So like Everyone talks about all these crazy price increases and there's like worst time for service companies and this, that, and the other. And this is just normal for me. I'm used to getting these price increases. I'm used to just keeping the ball rolling, but I don't have a definitive answer for that. I'm just going to keep on trucking and keep the pedal to the metal. Well, so my question is you started in the industry and you're Working two jobs. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Correct. I did that all the way up until August of last year. So I've only been full time for like seven months. Wow. Kind of talk about that time when you decided to jump from having two jobs to I'm going full time. Yeah. So my dad kind of, he's a smart business guy. He knew what was going on. And what happened was he would take me out to lunch and he would ask, oh, well, what's the plan for the pool business? What's the plan here? He wanted me to take it over. Me and him are two alike in a lot of ways. So we butt heads on his company, how I wanted things to run and how he wanted things to run. And it's all for the same goal. But at the end of the day, I ended up putting in six month notice, like January of 2021. And I trained guys, helped them out. I made sure his company was completely dialed in before I even left because I didn't want to put that sour taste in his mouth, but it was tough. You know, I go from not make making a, a decent salary at, at this place to basically jumping in the, in the pool business with little to no extra money every month for myself. And so I ended up being able to sell one of my houses to buy a little bit bigger of a house at the time because interest rates and, and stuff like that. And then I took all that cash that I made from that house and I, that was what I lived off of. So until about January of this year, February of this year is when I started paying myself. It's still not even close to what I was making at my my dad's shop, but I lived on life savings for a while. And those are the kind of things that 
if you really want to be successful, those are the risks you have to take in your life to, to get there. And it's just a matter of how far are you willing to go to, to make it, you know, it's not easy. So that was definitely a hard time in my life was leaving that position and family business to like going out on my own where I have kids and a house to pay for and stuff like that. My wife wasn't working at the time. So that's a huge leap of faith. I mean, you're, you're working with your dad and you kind of have something there that's stable and you're ready to just jump, leave what you have with your dad, leave it all behind, start your own thing on the other side. What made you make that leap? What, what made you decide I want to do this on my own. I want to start my own business. What was it that pushed you to make that decision? A lot of it was just the day-to-day at his company. Love him to death. I just, I wanted the company to go a different direction as far as like how things ran on the floor. He sees the numbers. And so he's running the business from the bird's eye view that I'm doing in my company. So I completely get like where he's coming from nowadays, you know? And I just, I talked to John every week. And he's been a great mentor to me. So he was kind of like, dude, you can make it. You can do it. And he's pushing me closer to the edge. And and I knew I could do it. I just, my thing was, is I had a guys working for me and I didn't want to let someone's job go because I wanted to come back in my business and work. So I would have a hard time sleeping at night if I let a guy go just to take his position to be able to make money for me. So I hired them. They work hard for me. And I decided that I wasn't going to let anyone go. I was just going to make it happen. And so I don't know. I'm a day-to-day kind of guy. It's hard for me to go back and know exactly how I felt at the time because here's my things I have to tackle today. Here's the curveball that's thrown at me today. And how do I accomplish it? What's the solution? You know, I tell my guys all the time, I know you guys are coming to me with issues, but what do you think is the solution? I try to learn from that and really try to progress in my company as far as being able to move the ball, keep things flowing and find solutions for issues. And it's just hard for me to go back at, in those times. And it was not easy. I cried. I cried with my wife. Um, it was tough. The beautiful thing about it is that you kind of really don't have to because everybody here and everybody listening has been in that position pretty much. I mean, that's the beauty of being a small business owner. And it's the scary part too. The majority of us who start a business, in order to do that, you have to leave some form of security, right? Or whatever you've been doing in the past. And that's usually working for somebody else. We've all normally come from a W-2 job or doing something else. At one point when you start your own business, you got to make that leap and that jump. I, I mean, I still remember when I did it and... It's hard to describe that feeling, especially when you have responsibilities and it's not just you. It's different when you're young and if you're still living at home with your parents or you're not married, you don't have children, you don't have responsibilities and you have something you can kind of fall back on. But when you have all the burdens of those responsibilities on your shoulders and you make this leap of faith or you take this big chance and the reason why you're doing it is because you want to better yourself and you want to better the life of your family, right? For generations to come, you want to be able to be that rock and that support and be able to provide for them. And sometimes running your own business or starting your own thing is the way to do that. So I I get it, man. It wasn't easy. And I know how tough it was because, yeah, we were on the phone and you can hear it in your voice. 
And, it, you know, much respect to you and to everyone else out there that made that leap of faith. You know, it's a little tough at the beginning, but, we, you know, with great risks come great rewards, right? And hopefully you continue on your success and you, you can go back one day and say that was probably the best decision I ever made in my life to do that. So, yeah, I appreciate it. Mike, we've had the pleasure at least to kind of follow you in your journey and kind of see where you were when you started. John was actually sharing part of the story yesterday that you were still working with your dad and kind of making that transition and leaving that, which is huge because one thing I think is for like what I was doing where I was working for a company, but I'm not related, right? You just kind of jump and leave, but there's that extra pressure, right? That you feel because it's family and it's your dad's business. I do love the part that you say, you know, now that I have my business, I do the same thing as my dad, which is looking at the numbers and running it from a different perspective. That to me is, is awesome because it really kind of changes the way that you do business. What have been some of the biggest challenges that you've had so far in growing your business? Oh, I got hundreds. One of my biggest issues was I'm working a full-time job. I had two brothers working for me at the time, doing about 50 pools each, 60 pools each. And they come to me two weeks before July 1st and say, we're going on a two-week family vacation to Idaho. And they got me, you know, and it's just, it's one of those things that I was just like, okay, what am I going to do? So I rallied some troops up. I took an extra day off of work and... I smacked like a hundred pulls Thursday to Sunday myself for two weeks. And wow, was that tough? I, I mean, no joke. I was working at night on some of these pools. And like I say, you just kind of get through it. Another challenge would be, I know a lot of guys struggle with hiring their first tech, but no one really accounts in their service or their accounting that they need to be able to afford to pay somebody too many guys go out there and they service a hundred pools or 80 pools and they don't really think about how much an employee is actually going to cost them truck maintenance gas commercial auto insurance payroll payroll taxes all that and so doing that was tough too because i didn't know i was just i'll pay you this much go do the pools and just kind of winging it you know and just growing pains were really tough getting all these phone calls and trying to take everything under the sun because you're growing and want to hire. And as you get bigger, it gets a little easier when people take time off and stuff like that. But I mean, now I'm struggling with, I can't answer all the phone calls and customer calls and managing my guys all day long. Now the current struggle is, okay, when do I hire an office person or someone answer the phone for me? And you don't know how much those people want to get paid. You don't even know the scope of work that they're going to be doing. You're just kind of putting it in your head and running through the motion and, and trying to get things written down to say, okay, well, this person needs to do these tasks to get this off my plate. And there was a time where Google sent me a, an email saying that you missed 47 phone calls last month. And I'm like, oh, you know, and so I know they see that their SEO sees that, and I'm just going to be falling down the list if I don't correct it. So I mean, it's a, it's daily. You, you, you have daily struggles in your business, running out of chlorine, going and chasing parts. I mean, everyone's going through it. When you said hiring them for a job that you don't even know what it entails, right? And that's just so classic, like entrepreneur type thing, right? Building and growing and doing it the way you put that was just absolutely perfect because you're like, 
I'm figuring this shit out as I'm going too, right? And it's just funny to hear it put that way, but it's the truth. Edgar, we got to take our um, break. Yeah, let's let's take a word from our sponsors. But that was I, I love that part too, John. I agree with one hundred percent because everybody always thinks and and they look back and they see you, Mike, when you've reached to the top. They see the success. They don't see all the challenges that kind of come from the bottom part, right? They don't see the struggles and stuff like that. And that's very entrepreneur type. You you kind of go, you have that entrepreneur spirit or entrepreneur spirit, however you guys are going to tease me about it, right? But that's what it takes. It takes for somebody to just take that leap of faith and just kind of go and roll along. For everybody that's listening, there is no perfect situation where somebody comes in and their journey is just like all these cars played out perfectly and stuff like that. There's a lot of bridges that you need to cross. There are a lot of turns that you need to make. John, I I agree. I think it's awesome that he's talking about the fact that, you know, he knows where he needs to be, but he doesn't have the experience, but he's going to go out and kind of find it to do that. That's that's freaking awesome. I love it. It is. And that's what's great about Mike too, is he's brutally honest and he's upfront with his people. I know it. And, you know, he's the type of guy that says, hey, look, this is what I need done. And I think this is what needs to be done. And I'm going to pay you for this. And this is what you're going to do. And it's not that I'm going to pretend like I'm a badass and I know this or I know that. And then the worst thing you can do as an individual, especially as a boss, is come off like you are the supreme or you know everything when you really don't know anything. And then your employee starts to figure it out and say, this dude's a joke. Having that honesty is the best policy and just being up front. That's okay saying, hey, look, we're on this journey together, whoever you are, you know, that I'm bringing you on. Buckle up for the ride because the promised land from what I'm seeing is going to be great for everybody, but there's going to be some struggles getting there. And there's no shame in saying that or doing that because at the end of the day, you're still the one that cuts the check and pays their wage. Mike's the type of person that if you're along with that journey with him, he will take care of that person, that first service manager or that first secretary who answers phone calls or the first whatever. He will be there and he'll reward them for it down the road. And I've seen this where there's multiple different types of bosses. I can kind of get into that later. But out of the three, Bluff, you fall into the good one when it comes down to it. Definitely. But let's hear a word from our sponsors. Mike, somebody sent me a message over here. When we come back, I want to start with this because I think this is pretty awesome. So let's take a word from our sponsors. When we come back, we will continue with Michael Bluff. The SPPA is dedicated to the niche general liability insurance needs of pool and spa professionals. As industry leaders, we'll fight for you, protect you, and be there for you. We provide extraordinary service before and after the membership and insurance is in effect. Insured members of the program get the best customer support and have peace of mind that their alliance is their voice and always fighting for their program and insurance needs. We proudly insure thousands of pool and spa professionals across the United States. With over 30 years encompassing the pool and spa industry, we know the needs of pool and spa professionals. Through the SPPA program, there are three tailored and customized general liability insurance options to pick from. For more information on our programs and insurance options, visit our site at www.thesppa.com. The sound of you continually pitching pool care poles into the trash. The sound of you using an Ultimate Pool Tools carbon fiber pool care pole for years to come. 
go to ultimatepooltools.com or Instagram at ultimatepooltools. Now available invoice. Pool Invoice is a pool billing software created specifically for the pool service and repair industry. It's developed for our industry and only our industry. Pool Invoice is built with reoccurring billing in mind. You can print, email, text invoices, or even send via WhatsApp. You can add reoccurring or yearly charges, accept credits, and set up auto pay. You can even see when customers have seen the invoice. It even has a customer portal where they can log in and see, print, and pay invoices. It has all your customers' information on one page, so you don't need to search through hundreds of invoices looking for the one you need. Just go to the customer profile and it's all at your fingertips. Created specifically for the pool industry, Pool Invoice. Now available at PoolInvoice.com. Blu-ray XL is the power of minerals working for you. Reduce your overall chemical costs and labor up to 50% guaranteed. Whether you have 20 accounts or 20,000, Blu-ray XL's direct pricing and free shipping to the pool trade have you covered. Improving pool professionals' profit and work-life balance is what they do. Blu-ray XL, the real mineral purifier. Visit them at BluRayXL.com. Blu-ray all day. Welcome back, everybody. We are talking to Mike Bluff. We're talking about his journey into the pool industry. And Mike, before we get before we jump back in, somebody sent me a message over here, First Response Pool Service, and said, I feel that, Mike. I left my law enforcement job in March of 2021 to build my business, then broke both of my legs that weekend. Toughest year of my life, not knowing the outcome, but I was determined and just kept hustling as much as I could. Think about how badass that is, you know, and I think this is what happens is you know, we all relate because we've all been part of the journey. You can feel what other people are going through. And really what you end up doing at the end is you end up just really kind of cheering for the other pool pros out there. And you just hope that they explode and that they become even bigger than at least what I was. So anyways, big shout out there to, to first response. Thanks for your service too, by the way. Absolutely. So, uh, we had the pleasure of meeting him out at the Western show, John, Great guy. I kind of watch his posts on social media, and he's he's definitely out there hustling to make that that company grow. I want to hear from Zach. What's up, Zach? Zach is Zach is just, just wired uh, from the, the, the oh, what is it? Three hundred and fifty <laughs> milligrams of caffeine. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> what? They haven't come back though. Right. Have you that's, seen true. Any bangs that's true. Or that's true. That's true. Yeah, but he's he's a little wired there. So, do you have the little tingly stuff going, or no? Do you get the tingle from the? Oh, it's, it's, it's fading, fading right, right now. now, but you know, when you get that tingly, that's it. It's go time. Right. So Mike, what would you say has been your biggest accomplishment so far in your journey? I don't know because I'm still on the journey. You know, the accomplishments at the end, I think proving people wrong has probably been my biggest like fire under me, you know, whether it was family or friends of friends and, you know, you're just a pool guy and this, that, and the other. And I know they think about that kind of stuff that they said back in the day because they said it to me. I'm going to start a pool business. Oh, good luck. You know how many pool guys are out there? You know? But yet, they go to work every single day, nine to five, working for someone. And I can go to Hawaii for two weeks if I wanted to. 
it's all about perspective and stuff like that. And I don't mean to sound like arrogant like that, but like I said, when your back's against the wall, people doubt you. It's just one of those things that like you're even more driven to make it happen. And I don't think I have big accomplishments yet. The accomplishments further down the road for me, I won't know until I get there and then I'll have to let you know. I think there's a lot of things that you've accomplished that you're just kind of humble about. But as far as having that fire, I relate to that because I come from a family of entrepreneurs. People have, you know, I've got a cousin with the beard oil company. I've got an uncle that started a coffee stand business. My dad was the president of the company. I was kind of, at least from my perspective, I think I looked like the black sheep of the family, right? Everyone's got their shit together. They're going to college. They're starting these things and I'm sleeping in school dropping out of college, not knowing what I want to do. So it's like, it's funny because I go through with that same fire to prove people wrong. And then sometimes I stop and wonder, and I'm like, do they even know? Like you said, when they said, oh, good luck. There's a lot of pool guys out there. Probably just made that comment. And then that's the last they ever thought about it. But here we are carrying on our lives with that lingering in the back of our minds. So I definitely relate to that. So as you move forward, Mike, my, my question is, what are some of the areas of your business that you need to focus on next? Before you answer that, I want to backtrack for just a quick second, John, because I see you deep in thought. And if I know you, I, I know that you're wanting to say something about his accomplishments, because I think Mike does that a little bit. Mike is always so f- focused on forward, pushing forward, pushing to that next level. And it's just his personality that he doesn't sit there and says, hey, I think I've accomplished this or accomplished that. But in the little time that we've known Mike, he's made some huge accomplishments, like huge, right? So what would you say that are some of his accomplishments that that he's made so far? You know, I'm listening to, I love this podcast so far. And not that I don't love all our other ones, but this one kind of really hits home with me because like I said earlier, every one of us have been through this in one in, in a different form or a different type of plot twist or a different type of plot or whatever. But, you know, this is very relatable. And in the business that we're in, especially those of us that are hungry, that are constantly growing, that are constantly innovating, trying to move and grow and keep doing things better and get better and make more money and da 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 da, da we tend to not really think about the prior journey and kind of how we got there. When we talk about it now, it starts to like rekindle this fire or just like, oh yes, I remember or I remember that and I see that and I went through that in a different way. And just like first response kind of talked about his story and me talking about how I went out and did that and about my first repair job. And when you're a part of something, it's hard to really get a grasp on what's going on or it's hard to really like, you know, when we asked Mike this question about, you know, what are your accomplishments and uh, are your biggest accomplishments so far? He's so humble, but yet so driven. And I know you kind of came off and said, you don't want to sound arrogant or something like that. I get you on that. And I know you're being very, very humble, actually, when it comes down to the accomplishments you've made, because it has been baffling to see I've had the pleasure to be a part of Mike's journey in just a small little way. And by looking in from the window, seeing his thought process and watching him grow from a hundred pools to where he's at now, from one, two employees to the employees he has now, from like one, two trucks to all the trucks he has now, 
from just seeing the things that he's done and he's accomplished in such a short period of time is very inspiring. And I think you're selling your story very short, Bluff. And the purpose of bringing you on to this podcast and talking about your journey is most of the times we interview or we talk to people, not just us, but anybody else that's kind of does this. And we talk to somebody who's been in the business for a very long time and who's accomplished a lot and has already hit the end goal or has already hit the finish line. And now they kind of go back and they talk, oh yeah, these are all the wonderful things that I'm already accomplished. I have 5,000 million pools and we have all this and we have all that and all these things are, are great. With you, you are right on the cusp of greatness. And we've had this conversation over the phone and you are like right at the point of exploding and turning your business or achieving the dream that you really set out to accomplish, which is like a legacy or like a dynasty and to create that monster machine, how quickly you've done it. And I would personally say this, if I were to name one of the biggest accomplishments that you've done for yourself, and I think that you're really, really good at is one your marketing skills and the way you have a grasp on how advertising and marketing and how to build a business is something that everybody can take some notes from and learn from. Two, your desire to provide a great living wage. If I was an employee, wanted to work for a company, I would love to work for somebody like you because it's not only about you, but it's about the betterment of everybody that works for you or that everybody's around you. You are very unselfish in your ways and how you build your business and how you take care of people. As far as accomplishments, I don't think you understand yet the impact that you have, not only on the employees that work for you, because you're you're giving them an opportunity to do great things or to make great money, right? But the people that you interact with on a day-to-day basis, how motivating you are to your friends, Because you might not think of that or you might not look at that or you don't think it's really a reality or because, you know, you're still newish to the the industry in your perspective. But you motivate. And I know this from experience because I speak to the people you talk to and I know how motivating you are and how much drive you you give to others. when they watch you, um, you know, and watch your successes and how fast you're, how, how great you're growing. So, uh, you know, when people ask me that, that question too, I, I, you know, what have you done? Or this isn't that it's hard. We're the same type of person to kind of put it down and say, Oh, I've done this. I've done this. I've done that. Um, but you know, the, I think your accomplishments aren't necessarily accomplished. And I agree with you on that portion of it, but because you're still building on those accomplishments. You've done it, right? You've done this magical thing, but you're continuing to build it and grow it and and impact people that I don't think you realize you have in 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 uh in your life and in the industry. So kudos to you, brother. You're a flipping superstar and there's not a better person out there that deserves it. So uh keep doing what you're doing. Keep rocking and rolling. I'm I'm excited to see next year and two years down the road what maybe i'll come Appreciate maybe it. i'll come work for you if you if you'd have me consult if you'd have you'll me be a consultant I'll, I'll be your consultant so appreciate it john yeah no problem brother.
Mike, you've made some huge accomplishments in a very short period of time. I remember when you took the financial business class, you were kind of a little bit overwhelmed at that point. You were really trying to figure out your business in a really short period of time, and it really has been short. You have been able to take your business where probably weren't profitable. You really didn't know your numbers. You made that a mission. You figured out what some of your weaknesses were, and you made the decision to put your foot down and work on those things and move forward. In a very short period of time, you have taken your company where you weren't profitable to not only being profitable, but you have done even some things that I've copied now and shared with other people, and I'll share with you really quick. So you took the financial business class, and my thing is numbers, numbers. Everybody gets tired of me saying numbers, numbers, numbers. But I tell everybody, if you know your numbers, you're going to steer your ship in a way that is going to outpace everybody else. And so you took the financial business class. We were trying to figure out your cost of service, do all that. You took it upon yourself to go, hey, I'm going to take this a step further and I'm going to create an Excel sheet and I'm going to add my sales for the day. I'm going to add my labor and I'm going to add my expenses and I'm going to figure out every single day where I am financially. And that was something that you took on your own and you took that whole thing to the next level on a daily basis. And you have been able to now look at those numbers and steer that ship in a completely, completely different direction. You were in debt, you're out of debt, you're thriving, you're now putting your foot back on the gas, trying to grow that business. One of the biggest problems that people have is accepting where their weaknesses are, accepting things that they're not good at. And one of the things that you've been able to do is go, hey, man, I hate this shit. I hate this part of my business. And you've been able to go out there and find people and put people in place to fix the things that you hate. And just like John talks about all the time, right? We work, you're working your business based on your strengths, based on what you like to do. And you're putting other people in place that will carry your business in that direction. And you've also been able to realize, and you talked about this on the Instagram live, that as a business owner, you have all these 50 hats. And being successful is being able to take that hat off and give it to somebody else to carry that part of the business. So don't sell yourself short because you have kicked ass in the last six or seven months. I have no doubt that if you say you're going to have a thousand pools, you'll have a thousand pools. I talk to a lot of people and a lot of people tell me I want to have 600 pools. And I'm like, in the back of my head, their journey is going to take a while and they still have a lot to learn. But you have made some amazing accomplishments in the short period of time that I've known you. And you are that type of guy that you're very humble. And you kind of don't like to talk about those kind of things. But I just want to assure you that you've had a lot of accomplishments. And the fact that you're now at a stage where you're sitting here telling us, I need to hire an office manager. I don't know what that looks like, but that's my next move. That's where we're taking the company. Those are the leaps of faith that you take. And those then become accomplishments. So don't ever sell yourself short because you're a badass when it comes to that. So big congratulations to you on all of those. Let me ask you this. Let me turn the table. So what advice would you have for a pool pro that would be getting into the industry today? Look, well, before he answers, I just want to say I'm sure Mike's in a little bit of shock here because when we talk on the phone, he's constantly yelling at me because he thinks that I'm always beating him up. 
And then he's getting all these compliments now, right? And it's just like, what? He's like, well, what the hell's going on here? Because I'm always so I'm, I'm tough on him, and I yell at him all the time. So. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the biggest thing going back to Edgar's question would be one is to get a good foundation on your procedures and processes as far as whether you use like an app. It's 2022. People want digital door tickets and a lot of old timers harp on that. You don't need it, this, that, and the other. But, you know, I read something the other day that said, if you're not creating that space in your business or leading the pack and whether it's advertising or processes or things that your company do, and you're just following, you'll never be at the forefront. And I believe that a hundred percent. So having stuff like that, having a bookkeeper is probably one of the biggest one of the top two. And then being able to, if you can't be profitable paying someone, even if you only have 50 pulls yourself or a hundred pulls yourself, you're going to have a lot tougher time by just winging it. Having the processes and procedures in place that what are you going to tell your employee when he goes to a pull and there's algae? They're going to look at you for advice. And if you're the one giving great advice and helping them out and you're backing them, you're their support system, they're going to jump for you. I mean, it's just the truth. And too many times people don't have these steps in process. And that's what I would recommend if you're getting started and you want to grow is get this stuff done before you start growing because I didn't. I, I'm i still making changes to this day on 300 and whatever customers. You know how hard it is to go back and make changes every single six months or every year that your customers are getting thrown curveballs? Okay, now this year you're buying this. Now this year you're buying that. Oh, the price is this. Oh, we're going to clean the filter three times instead of one. And Get a standard of what you want your company to do, run your numbers and how you want to look at each account and get it going. I mean, it's going to help you prepare for that battle. And I went to battle with no ammo. (laughs) It was just, I, I just made it happen. And that was probably my biggest setback and stunted my growth a lot. I had the same amount of accounts in August of last year. I have gotten rid of bad accounts that my employees didn't like. I told everyone in a meeting back in October, give me your 10 worst pulls this week. Everybody. They all sent me a list. I put it on a whiteboard in my office. And as John says, he picks one up, he drops one. I did that for 45 accounts. And I have employees at the meeting every Monday that no one complains about pulls anymore. Oh, this customer sucks. Oh, I hate that pool. And in my head, I'm thinking, I used to do that and I used to hate those pools too. So why am I making them do it for the same amount of pay for that other pool that's super nice, blah, 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 or whatever it may be, right? Where they're spending 40 minutes here, they hate it. It puts a dent in their day. They're unhappy. And so I've focused on company morale and keeping the employees happy along with doing that to where I haven't grown at all, but I've made each account more profitable. I've, I have better accounts now. The late payers are gone. It's been quite the ride, but now I have a good foundation to where now if I want to scale, once I have that office person, it's going to explode, I think. And just like getting pictures of a pool and equipment set before you even go bid the job. I mean, I was doing 10, 15 estimates a week and eight of them are complete duds. 
looking at the house on Google Maps before you even go, vetting your potential customers before you even invest a ton of time there. I mean, I'm the only guy doing repairs in my business. So if I'm out spending two days on estimates and basically half of them are duds, I am missing out on fixing the pools for my guys or completely wasting my time on some of these things that aren't even going to lead to anything, you know? So I think those are some pretty good points. Let me ask you, so what are some of the areas of your business that you would say at this stage in your growth consume a lot more time that you even thought? I mean, I, I'm all in. I'm I'm a 16-hour workday kind of guy. I'm completely invested. When my guys are out in the field, like today hurts me. I have text messages and, and stuff I, I see coming in and I can't get to them because um, I know my guys need my support. And I even let them know that to call the service manager and they're still calling me. And that's okay because I have the answer for them and, and I'm giving them that. But when it really comes down to it, I think, I don't know, it's, it's tough to to talk about all kinds of stuff like that. But I think what takes the most time is just trying to keep the the ship steered in the right direction. Like you said, I mean, printing out all my SCP and PEP invoices every day, seeing where all these parts are going, making sure everything's getting invoiced. I mean, when you get in a trance and you're just going out there and just repairing stuff and you're just full gas pedal. I mean, some of these customers were getting pump seals done that weren't even getting invoiced and they haven't been invoiced yet. And I don't know where they're at. <laughs> so we, we've all done it. We all get in that go, go, go mode. And I had to take a step back and be able to really dive down and make sure that the, the machine is oiled, making sure from customer complaint or text or repair to getting the work order through, getting the parts ordered, and then obviously billing the customer is probably what takes the most time. And then I don't know. I'm a visionary. So every day I'm thinking like where we're going and I'm making adjustments, 1% pivots every day on where we're going, timelines and stuff like that. I mean, there's nothing that takes more time than the other. I'm from 6 a.m. till 11, 12 at night is when I go to bed. It's all business. It's all pools, business, employees, customers. And that's just the way I'm wired, I guess. I have people over here saying he's a great boss to work with 100%. Sounds like you might have a couple of uh, people ready to go work for you over here, Mike. We'll have to, we'll have to talk about, we'll have to talk about that. One thing that I will touch on is a lot of people and pool service companies complain about finding good help. I haven't, I've hired three guys in the last year and a half and I didn't put one indeed ad out. They've all been referraled employees where they've quit jobs because they know someone that they work for that works for us. And they basically recruited them to come work, whether it was pay, whether it was job security, whether it was a better place to work. I'm not sure. I don't really get into that, but I just recently, I hired a guy two weeks ago. That was my first ad that I put posted online in like a year and a half because I don't have a problem finding employees. I think when you build that good foundation and that structure and that culture in your business, that things work themselves out and people will, it's all about how people speak about me when I'm not in the room to me. And I do everything in my power to make sure my employees only speak good about me. And I do what I say I'm going to do. I follow through on the things that I say I'm going to follow through on and they're recruiting their friends to come work here and I don't have enough pools for them. 
I have like two guys right now that are waiting to quit their job. And I'm like, eh, I can't sustain that yet, you know? So here's one of the things. It's funny because right now we keep talking about the great resignation and the great reshuffle. And now it's the great retention, right? And so everybody's shifting their mindset to that great retention. But it's exactly that. When you teach, when you treat people right, when you truly care about your employees' success in every aspect of it, that's what you're going to attract. You're going to attract those people that are going to be loyal to you, that are going to want to come to you, and that are going to be out there screaming from the top of the balconies, this is the guy that you need to work for. And you do that. You, you really do focus. And it's not just that you talk about it and you pay well, but you're very passionate about your employees and making sure that they have a good opportunity and they have opportunity to make money and to make more money. And you kind of put it all back in their hands. Yeah. And all my guys, they're all given company trucks, company gas, free range of whatever tools and stuff they need. Every quarter I take these guys go-karting and we all have memberships at this go-kart place. I pay for them. We just did one a week ago where I had the new guy come on. I'm like, dude, let's go go-karting. He's like, what? And I'm like, I got you. I'll pay for you. Just show up at the go-kart place on Thursday night. And we're banging bars and hitting each other into the walls and stuff. And, and they all have membership to, at this place that I paid for. And they get free t-shirts and stuff like that. And those are the kinds of things that build that culture and, and keep people happy and stuff like that. I treat them better than I treat myself sometimes, I think. And here's the beauty of it. You're in a California market where you're going to get a lot of people going, oh, you can't get the rates in there. You can't do that type of business to do profitability. But when you do focus on the numbers and you know where you're steering your ship, you can absolutely do that. So guys, let's do this. Let's take our quick word from our sponsors. When we come back, Zach, John, I want to get your final thoughts. The HyperPole from Ultimate Pool Tools is a pool care pole designed by pool professionals for pool professionals, featuring precision-crafted carbon fiber and stainless steel construction. Go to ultimatepooltools.com or Instagram at ultimatepooltools. Pool pros have specific needs when it comes to general liability insurance. The SPPA program has you covered. With three tailored and customizable general liability options, SPPA makes it easy for pool pros to feel secure. Find out more and get covered at the SPPA.com. Now available, Pool Invoice is a pool billing software created specifically for the pool service and repair industry. It's developed for our industry and only our industry. Pool Invoice is built with reoccurring billing in mind. You can print, email, text invoices, or even send via WhatsApp. You can add reoccurring or yearly charges, accept credits, and set up auto pay. You can even see when customers have seen the invoice. It even has a customer portal where they can log in and see, print, and pay invoices. It has all your customers' information on one page, so you don't need to search through hundreds of invoices looking for the one you need. Just go to the customer profile and it's all at your fingertips. Created specifically for the pool industry, Pool Invoice. Now available at PoolInvoice.com. Blu-ray XL is the power of minerals working for you. Reduce your overall chemical costs and labor up to 50% guaranteed. Whether you have 20 accounts or 20,000, Blu-ray XL's direct pricing and free shipping to the pool trade have you covered. Improving pool professionals' profit and work-life balance is what they do. Blu-ray XL, the real mineral purifier. 
Visit them at BluRayXL.com. Blu-ray all day. Welcome back, everybody. We are talking to Mike Bluff from Mike's Pool Service out in California. We're talking about his journey. A lot of great stuff here, Mike. I do have Brian Cresson over here on the messages saying, such a great point. If one of your guys hate a customer that they service on a Thursday, you have ruined their week by Monday. That's a, a great point. You know, you have the right to say no and get rid of your customers. And I think that's one of the things that we take for granted as a boss, right? You just kind of take the pools. You were in that same position where you hated pools, but you know that you have these pools that your guys are complaining about and you kind of don't do anything about it. That's a huge morale booster for them when they have a boss that says, no, that pool's not a good pool for for us, then we have to get rid of that pool. So guys, let's go into our final thoughts. John, let me get your final thoughts. You know, I did it again. I, I kind of went into my final thoughts with Mike earlier, but I'm going to leave it at this. And I think he, he brought up, he said something at the end right there that kind of reminded me of something. And it's something that I kind of always, I've always lived by throughout my whole life. Too many times in the industry or in, anywhere in life, whether it's where you work or your friends, your family, the common thing you hear from a lot of people is I can't, or this is happening to me. This has happened to me. I can't do this. I can't do this. I can't do this. I can't do this. Or, oh my God, what am I going to do now that I'm faced with this? Or this is happening in the world, or I can't hire employees or prices are going up. My customers are going to drop me or blah, 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 blah. And I'm not trying to minimize those fears or to say they're not real. What I am trying to say is we make a choice every day in our lives and we can choose to live the reality that is forced upon us from others, the reality that others create, or we can choose to orchestrate and create our own reality. We have that choice every day. It's simply mindset. And with Mike, when you're talking about the hiring right now, it's hard to hire people or find people to, to get jobs yet. You don't, and you're a perfect example of that yet. You're not having that issue. I hear it all the time going, there's no way I can get those prices when I'm servicing pools, or there's no way I can let a customer go or no way I can do this. Yes, you can. The choice is made in your mind. It's a powerful thing. And if you choose to believe something, then your actions and everything you do will follow suit to that reality or that perception that you've created. So positive thinking or the choice or the understanding that you can shape your own reality is a pretty liberating feeling, or it's pretty amazing to be able to do that. And I'm telling you, it is true. No matter what you're going through, no matter whatever dream you're trying to accomplish, no matter what goal you're trying to set and meet, it is possible. It absolutely is. And it starts with your mindset and what you believe you can achieve. If you guys get anything out of this, or if you do anything, just think about how you think about things. Once you get a grasp on that and understand that you can change the way you look at everything in life, sky's the limit for you. And I think, I think Mike, you're a perfect example of doing that. And I wish you all the best. I know you're going to continue to be extremely successful. You're a good person. You deserve it. And I look forward to watching you through your journey. Thank you for jumping on and uh, doing this podcast with us. I know it's not easy getting on here and, you know, kind of doing like a video or a podcast that thousands of people are going to be listening to, right? And I know that's not your type of thing, but again, it just shows testament to the type of person you are and, you know, you're a go-getter. So I just appreciate you taking the time to do this and look forward to seeing 
your successes in the future. I was going to say one thing I'd like to, uh, if people have questions or want to contact me, my personal cell phone is 951-465-9460. And if you text me, I will get back to you. If you're trying to grow your business, if you're going through struggles, I've probably been in that position and I know how hard it can be. And if you're looking for any advice, go ahead and send me a text. That's my personal phone. That's not my work phone. That stays on all day, all night. So if you have any questions, concerns, whatever it may be, do not be scared to reach out. I'm not going to give you my Instagram. Everyone can see where my Instagram's at. If you're listening to this and you've got value out of this and you have made your hour and a half commitment to me, I'll commit to you. So go ahead and reach out and I'll text you back and we'll work through it. I love these podcasts because they're all very relatable. So we've all had our own journey. We, Oh, somebody's asking again, please. Can you say the number? Yeah, it's 951-465-9460. I'm pretty sure you're going to start to get lit up here in a couple minutes. Mike. I, it doesn't matter if I get 500 messages, I will reply to everybody. I did that once and I got a bunch of weird pictures. Well, here's what I got. I got somebody saying, can you repeat that number? I'm in the men's room and I want to write that on the wall. <laughs> Don't worry. I, I track phone numbers. I'll never do that. <laughs> That's freaking awesome. So, yeah, look, these are my favorite podcasts because we've all had our own journey and it's very relatable because we've all had the struggles and we've all had our up and downs. And I'll tell you specifically how relatable it is, Mike. You talked about you leaving and people basically going, oh, there's you know a thousand pool guys. I hung up my suit. I worked in a suit. I worked for a hotel company. I oversaw 14 hotels in Orange County for Marriott. And when I left, people were like, what? You're going to go do what? You're going to be a pool guy? Like, are you crazy? And so I never got one person that would say, hey, if that's what you want to do as a business, hey, we got you. Go do it. It was always like, you're going to be what? And then when I did have four or five trucks and my guys would show up to pick up all the trucks and all that kind of stuff, then everybody would go, oh, like you like you own a business, right? So then I made it my mission to really kind of get back to a lot of my friends. And at 12, 30, 1 o'clock, when I was done on some of the days, I'd text them and be like, hey, don't call me because I'm going to go ahead and take a nap. I'm done for the day, you know? So it's all relatable to us because in some sense, we've been through the same journey that you're at. So that's why I love these podcasts. Two is you're really going to take your business to the next. I truly believe that. I, I have no doubt that you, that a couple of years from now, when we in the industry talk about big pool companies, you're going to be a topic of conversation into that because you're very passionate. You're pa passionate about your people. You're passionate about growing. You do take that when people try to pin you to the corner, you make it a, a point of focus to be like, now I'm going to prove you wrong. And I'm the same type of person. I love it. What inspires me more is when people tell me that I can't do it versus, yeah, you could do it. So I truly believe that two, three years from now, when we're in the industry and we're talking about all these big companies, Mike's Bull Service Company is going to come up because you have that drive to, to keep moving forward. And I want to thank you for being on the podcast because a lot of what we want to do is we want to help other pool pros motivate them out there by sharing the journeys and sharing the struggles so that they can see that, hey, if somebody else is doing it, we could do it. And then 
what you just did with your phone number and sharing your phone number is super badass that you are willing to help other pool pros and do what we want to do. And that is to continue to elevate the industry. Not a lot of people do that. So, so I want to thank you for your time. Hey, we're already getting over here that somebody wrote on the stall in the bathroom, Mike, before we leave and they put on there your phone number and they put for an okay time, please call. Don't make me go to T-Mobile and get a new number. (laughs) I love our crowd. So, Zach, John, I want to thank you for your time. John, I really want to thank you. I know that now Fridays are even tougher for you having to get out there and kind of crunch and do a lot of pools on top of some of your repairs and stuff like that. So, everybody that's listening, Facebook, YouTube, thank you for joining us. Guys, we will talk next Wednesday on our Instagram Live. Have a great one, guys. Have a great day. Bye. See ya. Thanks. Thanks for listening to the Pool Nation podcast, a member of the Pool Nation family. You can listen to us live every Friday here at 9 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Central, and 12 noon Eastern Standard Time. You can find us at Pool Nation or PoolNationPodcast.com, on Facebook, or on Instagram at Pool.Nation. And to find more info about Pool Invoice, the billing software built specifically for the pool industry, go to PoolInvoice.com. Before you go, this is what the pool industry has been waiting for. PoolManUniversity.com. It's the first platform dedicated to learning the swimming pool service and repair industry. A pool service community where you can connect and find videos on business, service, water chemistry, and repairs. See you there at PoolManUniversity.com.